0: Welcome to the Assembly of Silence Radio Hour. This audio program has been carefully packed to the legal limit with a weekly allowance of non-governmentally approved deep thoughts per square minute of podcast. And now, here are your hosts, Judah
1: and Noah stuff in your ears before you can start talking. Okay. I got
2: shit in my ears.
1: <laughs> Let's see if we can get shit out of your mouth now.
2: <laughs> Usually not too difficult.
1: <laughs> so there was something that, that uh, jumped out at me in one of the previous episodes where I, one of, I think it was me that I said something about um, like when Jesus said, mm. Right. Mm, Yeah. So I kinda wanted to to talk about (laughs) God, you're bringing up you're bringing up the Jesus? (laughs) I wanna bring up Jesus. I wanna talk about what's meant, you know, when when you're talking about the Jesus. (sighs) I can't refer to it that way now. (laughs) Hamashiach. Yeshua HaMashiach. Yes, okay. I like that. I like that. Because you know, I can see why so many people would have difficulty with the concept. I come from a secular background, Mm -hmm. so I grew up as essentially an atheist and never imagined that I would come to be a believer, let alone in God, Mm -hmm. but also in Jesus Christ. Yeah, in Yeshua HaMashiach. Who would have thunk? Mm. And it's something Mm. that I I think has... uh, Completely perplexed right. the world that I came from, for those few who still care right, about your, what I think uh, about anything.
2: But <laughs> and your dad is is Jewish. Yes. And, and your mom nominally. was British, right? But also Jewish. She was Jewish too? Yeah, she oh, came
1: okay. from Jewish. They actually both came from the same they had ancestors coming from the same town in Lithuania. Oh, wow. Which was uh, a long time ago the center of Yiddish culture. Oh, okay. Vilnius. Uh, That's about all I know about Lithuania right there, but that's where we came from. So the path towards getting to the point where I could refer to what Jesus said as being something that's really important and worth paying attention to is something I probably cannot summarize very well, but I can make a general set of statements about it and It goes something like this. In the previous episode, we were talking about how, actually it was two episodes ago, how we need to have uh, a story. Mm. And that, that story is what gives us a way of organizing the world. Even though there may be things within the story that don't fully make sense, We need a story in order to make sense of the world. And when a story has legs, in other words, when it exists for a long period of time, you know that that story's got some serious legs to it. So the power of the story that's going on throughout Old Testament, New Testament is truly profound. And as far as I'm concerned, it really does not matter at all whether there was a historical person named Jesus. I don't even have to think about whether or not I believe there was a historical person named Jesus because there is a person named Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that person lives in the stories that have been maintained. Mm -hmm. When we talk about a historical person, how much do we know that that was who the person was. There are a lot of stories told about all kinds of figures in history. Napoleon, Alexander the Great, Lao Tzu, Buddha. How much of those stories are the stories of real people? I mean, some of those personages have been brought into question too. Lao Tzu, for instance, uh, considered to be the primary source in the Taoist canon. Mm -hmm. Author of the Tao Te Ching. Yeah. So there is disagreement, scholarly debate that I've only looked at a little bit about whether or not this was an actual person. And most people think probably not. I think Lao Tzu means something like um, old sage. I can't remember exactly. It's a reference that could be applied to a mythical figure not necessarily a proper name, but even if we're talking about someone who's clearly a historical person like Napoleon, for example, the ideas that we have about who this person was, is it who the person was or is it really a story now, and that the story is the thing that's really living? So clearly the person, the body of the person is no longer with us. So we can't get to know who that person was. What we're getting to know is a story.
2: Right. And those
1: stories were almost certainly inspired by personages. In the story of Jesus, we have a rather unique person. And I would say that this person is someone that embodies the ideals that draw humanity away
2: from its worst nature. Could you say he is the archetypal human? No, because the archetypal
1: human would be more akin to human nature. Mm.
2: I would say that he's the archetypal spirit. Mm, I see see him as the destiny of humanity. God willing. God willing, that's where we're going. And then, then he is the archetypal human.
1: If humanity can they- truly transforms, right. why would we still call it human? Right. When you consider what we've been, right. you know, now yes, there are some wonderful things about humanity, but without a doubt, we are a terrifying species. And when our worst comes out, all of creation suffers yes so if we were able to tame that and to truly embody a spiritual way of being i don't see why we would continue to refer to that as being human Mm. Mm. we could say it's the fulfillment of the human
2: promise there you go It's the fulfillment of the destiny of humanity as we transcend humanity god willing god willing Now, I recently listened to um,
1: a documentary that makes some interesting claims about um, the Jesus story, Mm -hmm. and this might be something that would be interesting to discuss in some depth at some point, but um, basically, it makes the claim that it's a propaganda story that was invented by one of the, the Caesar families, the Flavius, to basically legitimize the deification of a new Caesar when there was a transition of power. And it's based on an analysis of some of the early historical documents, Josephus, I believe, and its parallels with the gospel. So let's just assume for the sake of argument that that's true. Let's assume that At a certain point in the history of the Roman Empire, there were some very cunning people who developed a narrative that was based on the Old Testament that would essentially solve the problem of rebellion by creating a prince of peace and by associating him with an actual person in the flesh at the time. That's the claim being made by by this way of thinking about it. So some people might hear that and and feel disillusioned about the, uh, the impact of the Gospels and the meaning of it. But what I would say is it doesn't matter what an instrument is designed for. What matters is how it ultimately fulfills its purpose. It may be that there had been political designs behind the writing of the Gospels. But certainly in its endurance and success over the ages... It's been interpreted in many, many different ways. Some of which are very unfortunate, but some of which are unbelievably beautiful, mm-hmm. and that have inspired some of the greatest acts that human beings have ever been able to accomplish. You could say that, on a certain level, the battle is still being fought, right. and we're going to, we're, you know, at some point in history, we'll know whether or not this promise is fulfilled. But. My belief is that any instrument can take on a life of its own and that it really doesn't matter whether there was a specific historical person or some sort of conspiracy that created a story. The story lives, and, and that's what's really the going thing, right? That's where the energy is.
2: It brings to mind for me the ancient Hebrew talisman abracadabra. Hmm. Yeah, tell me about that
1: one. I I remember vaguely hearing about it, but I don't remember what it was.
2: Abracadabra translates as in, uh, it translates, as I speak, so I create. Hmm. And it was a talisman that was used for healing. Hmm. It would wear it around their necks. And uh, you know, it's spelled, I I can't remember what it's called when a word is spelled the same way forwards as it is backwards. Oh, it's a palindrome. Palindrome, that's Mm -hmm. right. But yeah, so it, it translates, as I speak, so i create Hmm. and let's talk about the genesis myth god spoke creation into existence Mm -hmm. there's a story there right right there's a creation story every culture has a creation story and and that brings power unfortunately right now the western creation story is one of the most bleak i can ever think of and that is We came from primordial soup and everything was just an accident and, you know, and, and we're just here because, well, where's the hope and the connection in that, right? Where's the connection to, to the thing that's so great that created all of this? There is none. It's all happenstance. So speaking the story, writing our story, writing our own myths, Writing the story of our lives. Well, let's not confuse the
1: writing and the speaking because I think those are two very different things. You're right. Thank you for for bringing The speaking puts it into the (coughs) world and the writing is uh, an encoding, Mm. right? So it's making a mark, which is a sign. It doesn't have the vibration on it anymore. So it doesn't have the living emotional impact of the story.
2: It doesn't have the, um, as you just said, the emotion and then the sound vibration Mm -hmm. that brings creation into existence.
1: So when things are spoken, you have the feeling of the speaker being placed into the word. Yes. Whereas when things are being read, it's incumbent upon the reader to put their own emotion into it. Right. So it's more difficult to transmit things through the written word in a certain sense. Even though you can more accurately encode them, the underlying meaning is much
2: more difficult
1: to convey because it's not being spoken.
2: Right. And in the beginning was the word, Mm. logos, right? Mm -hmm. And logos is – the word is full of infinite potential.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, that seems to be true because God knows language is uh, ever-evolving and the meaning of terms which is something that we were kind of broadly looking at earlier and which we will constantly be coming back to and in fact i'm hoping that we'll start a uh, a segment yeah all about drilling down drilling yeah. down on slippery terms i yeah. think we're going to call it something yeah something like, like that, that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> getting but, to the root of
1: And the, the reason word. for that of course is because language is
2: fluid right and so, and it needs to be because it has to keep up with the time that it's in. That's true, and but the it's evolution also of human consciousness. It's also easily corrupted. It is. So
1: Absolutely. words are always being co-opted. You know, you have mm-hmm. this sort of double speak, newspeak type right. of phenomena where the meaning of things gets flipped upside down. Right. And that's know. why
2: knowing the etymology of a word is really crucial. It is. That's why drilling down on a word will be a really crucial segment to have.
1: So if you have a particular word that you'd like us to drill down on, Mm. we're taking submissions. There you go.
2: Yeah. And they can submit them uh, to our email, which is? Uh, It's uh, silentassembly at protonmail.com. Excellent. Fantastic.
1: So, it doesn't quite feel like we've hit an assembly of silence moment. It doesn't, does it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, Maybe maybe there won't be one in this uh, at all. Maybe maybe. we're just going to ride out into the blue, not having hit that. We're saving the silent moment uh, on this subject for some other episode. Or we're going to start talking about something else. Who the hell knows? Uh, Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? But I
2: think, you know. You're getting hungry? I'm getting hungry. I (laughs) guess that time. And uh, um.
1: well, we got 16 minutes out of it, so that's that's not too bad. Not
2: so bad. But, yeah, I think think you're right about, you know, the story. I just do want to come back to this and just sum it up and just say that, yeah, the story is what matters. The story and our belief in the story is what matters.
1: One of my teachers, Lawrence Lyons, who uh, goes by the name Bala now, um, he's a mystical linguist who has an amazing way of analyzing words. So when it comes to um, drilling down on slippery terms, he's kind of a master of that. And he points out that world is a word that derives from basically old man. Mm. So, wer alt, uh, wer wolf, right, is a man-wolf, mm-hmm. right, werewolf. And their alt is an old man. So, the stories are what make up the world, because the old men told them. Oh, wow, yeah. right, so we're living in a world. We're living in the stories that were told Hmm. in the ancient times. Hmm. And as long as those stories persist, then our world continues. And if those stories are destroyed, then our world is destroyed. I, I agree with Jordan Peterson in that sense. I believe that our civilization is built on these stories. And that if we if we dispense with them, we do so at terrible risk.
2: Absolutely. We lose hope because the stories are full of hope. The stories are are really what keep us alive in many ways. Mm-hmm. And if we lose the stories, we can enter into a very dark, hopeless time. I completely agree. And I
1: think we're halfway there already. Mm-hmm. You know? The other thing that I think is worth thinking about is that the world is in contrast to what might be called reality, mm. right? Right. So there is the unknowable ground of being that's outside of the story and that which we get intimations of perhaps, but which we cannot fully appreciate. Mm. There is a truth within the context of the world, right. and then there is a truth that is beyond the world. Right. Whew. And we are the ones that give meaning to the world. It's incumbent upon each of us
2: to figure out what right. it means to us. Right. We are the meaning makers. Now if we so want what kind to kind of meaning are we making of our world? Well, if we want to
1: adopt the meaning that has been prescribed by others, that is a decision we can make. And it's a valid decision to make, mm-hmm. as we discussed in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. But if that doesn't work for us for whatever reason, then we have to figure out for ourselves what it is that we're going to place our faith in. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And it's really, really dangerous to do that arbitrarily. Yeah.
2: And it's dangerous to be silent sometimes about what the world means to us.
1: Well, I believe it's in... One of the Gnostic Gospels that Jesus said, if you don't express what it is that you hold within
2: yourself, then what you have within yourself will destroy you. Yes. That's the um, technical definition of demon, I believe. It's <laughs> the thing within you that you don't express wow. becomes a demon. Wow. So it is that's, like your, your that's unexpressed truth. Right. Right? When you suppress your truth. Coming back to the topic of honesty right and truth, when you don't express what is true for you or, or your gift in the world, it can turn on you and become a demon. Right.
1: So that comes back to this terrible situation that we were talking about in the last episode where you have a civilization that if it loses its organization, could let loose unbelievable destructive potential. On the world system that we're living within. And so the reason why iconoclasts are seen as being so dangerous and why they tend to happen at the end of times is because they threaten to undermine the fabric of the society, which then unleashes the demons, mm-hmm. the things that have been not expressed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, should we release that one or not? I think so.
0: Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, throw us a bone by subscribing to this channel, visiting our social media pages, and hitting the various like, love, and clap buttons. We welcome all comments, criticisms, and random thoughts. Our email is silentassembly at protonmail.com if you want to be an angel, we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash silentassembly. We look forward to serving you again soon. In the meantime, remember, turn that thing over a few times
1: before you pick it up and take it home.